Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. All right, we're going to be in Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24 is the last chapter of the book of Joshua. And we've been in the series talking about strong and courageous. And I shared the last few weeks. It's up on YouTube. You can check it out. You can watch it. Uh, We've been talking about how God wants to strengthen your faith, how God wants to encourage your faith. And I would say just like waiting upon the Lord and being in an atmosphere of worship, it will strengthen you. And not only will it do that, but it will also encourage you when you're around uh, people who are motivated by the Lord, who are also waiting upon the Lord. That's why the people God, it's so important that we come together because you will be surprised that someone else is also waiting upon the Lord and trusting in the Lord for something in their life, amen, uh, uh, as well. And when we do it together, that makes all the difference, amen. So we're strong and courageous. We're going to be closing the series today, and we're going to be in Joshua chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. And if you don't, don't have your Bible, you can... Uh, we have our big Bible uh, right up there for you, all right? Uh, some of you have your apps on your phone. You can do that. Just don't look at ESPN, baby. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go to heaven, don't look at ESPN on your phone right now, all right? Um, Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, it says this. Now fear the Lord and serve him. Let me let that sink in. Now fear the Lord and serve him. This is Joshua speaking. With all faithfulness, throw away the God. Say, throw away. Say it like you mean, throw away. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and, and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, that's what baffles me. If see, serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, Israel, then choose for yourselves this day. Say choose. Choose for uh, this, yourselves this day whom you will serve. By the way, make, not making a choice is a choice. Not making a choice is a choice. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me, say as for me. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. World, I don't know what you're going to do. World, you might have made your choice already. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You can do whatever you want to do, Joshua says. But I know what I'm going to do and I know what I'm committed to do. That's to serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. The title of my message today is Just Choose. Say, Just Choose. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we honor you. And God, there's no better place to be than in the midst of your presence. In your presence, God, is the fullness of joy. God, joy means that even even though we may be in a storm, we can have something greater than happiness. Joy is lasting fulfillment in you. And so, Father, I pray that you cover your people with your tangible presence. I'm so proud of people as I look out today. They've been here trying out our church, trying out God, trying out Jesus, honestly, some of us, for five months. And they have tasted and they've seen that you're good. And so, Father, I pray that you continue to touch hearts and touch lives. I am so thankful, God Almighty, for everything that you've shown Corrine and I over the last six years. I have in my bag of faith things that testify to your goodness. I've seen people get healed. I've prayed for cancer and it's gone away, Father, in this very church. 
Father, we've seen you provide for this church. When we had nothing, we had you and you provided the rest. Father, we thank you for the people. And we say, God, six years, we know you're just getting started. And we believe, Father, for the next 60 years, God, that more wonderful things are going to be done. Not because of our tenacity, our, our ambition alone, but because we want to serve the Lord. But because we want to follow the Lord and not get ahead of you, God. So do whatever you want to do today. We, we, we give the pilot seat to you in this place, Holy Spirit. We pray you open up hearts. Deposit the seed of your word in the soil of your people's hearts that they may produce a good crop for you, Jesus, 100 times over. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Say it like you mean it. Say amen and give the Lord a clap. So good. Awesome. Give Jeremy a clap. Thank you, Jeremy. I don't know how you say Jeremy in Spanish. Head of me. I don't know. We'll just go with head of me. Could be totally wrong up here. Anyway, we love you so much, and I'm excited to preach this word to you. Today, the word might be a little bit uncomfortable just in the sense because it's challenging, but you know my heart. My heart is love. I'm a preacher that doesn't preach fire and brimstone. I preach the word of God. And by the way, I believe that the word of God is unadulterated, immutable, unchangeable, no matter what culture says about the word of God. I believe it is the inerrant word of God, that there is no mistake. I'm not talking about Greek. I'm not talking about grammar, because if we've studied the Bible, Peter did not know Greek, and uh, there's sometimes misspelled or, or, or grammatical issues, but I believe in its message and in its content, it is the inerrant, immutable, powerful word of God. It's alive and it's active and it's moving about today. It changed this man and brought me from darkness to the light. Come on, from the world to the kingdom of God. And so I want to preach the word to you this morning. And the title of my message is Just Choose. Say, Just Choose. Say, like, get, get down there. Say, Just Choose. I don't know about you, but I have to make a confession. I am the worst chooser in the world, <laughs> okay? I, my wife is like, hey, man, he is, all right? Uh, I, I pretty much know the Starbucks menu, okay? I know the lattes. I know the coffees. I, how many love coffee, all right? Uh, car, uh, interestingly enough, Starbucks is not my most favorite coffee in the uh, world, but, uh, it, it, you know, it does the job, all right? <laughs> it does the job. So here I am in the car, in the line, and just like any millennial, I have my phone out. I'm looking at family members and their bad decisions. I'm looking at family members or uh, people who went on vacation and friends and, and, and what they're doing and what they're posting. And by the time I'm up at the line, I never made my choice, all right? I procrastinated that whole moment, and it is so frustrating for the people who are in the car with me, and it's frustrating for the people who are trying to take my order because they don't know what I want. All right. And uh, uh, how many of you know that in Starbucks, there's different drinks every season. All right. One of my favorites I do like is a seasonal drink called the Irish cream cold brew. And let me tell you, by the way, I am part Irish. I've been learning my family history. I got to tell you this. The other day, just a side random moment. We're going we're going random right now. How, I, I learned that this is random history history for you. I learned that the Irish settled in, in what was then Mexico and what is today New Mexico. And there's a whole Irish Mexican community they had no idea about. That's me, by the way. That's my heritage. Anyway, just thought I dropped that right there. One day, my uncle came over there and said, Michael, you come from this heritage. I'm like, what? I have no idea. He was like, Michael, New Mexico was Mexico. Your, 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 your great, great, great grandparents, it wasn't American cult, uh, 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 land. So, and I was like, aren't they born in America? No, they were born in Mexico. I'm like, why? Because New Mexico was Mexico. Anyway, it's like crazy, all right? Irish Mexican here, anyway, all right? 
Uh, just true. So here I am, and this is what I do. I sometimes procrastinate, all right? And by the way, procrastination is the thief of time. Procrastinate. Say procrastination. Procrastination is the thief of time. Not making a choice is a choice to God. And so when I get to the Starbucks line and I'm ready to order, my wife is rolling her eyes and my daughter's even like, just choose now. And uh, I, 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 it's because there's so many choices. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't always like to stay with the same thing. I want to try something new. I want to experiment. You know, I, I want to get some other flavor. You know, and, and one thing is true about me. It's so funny because I see all these choices on the board. You know, I don't like a bunch of sugar in my coffee. All right? I don't, I'm, I'm just a you know, few raw sugars and half and half, and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's me. And I have my main go-to at Starbucks. It's a grande veranda. How many? A blonde veranda, a grande, with half and half. That has got me through all the years of ministry. Come on, somebody. All right? We go back. Me and the veranda. It's kept me up at night. They helped me keep studying. It's got me up in the morning. We had no energy. It's been Jesus and veranda coffee. All right? Uh, uh, and I, I'm always trying to explore the menu, trying to figure out, you know, and, and I actually go choose a different drink, and it just disappoints me every time. All right? It really does. The other day, I just yesterday, I went to get an Irish cream hot version, and I drank it for like, sipped on it for an hour. And I said, I'm so sorry, guys. This is horrible. I need a veranda. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I have my main go-to. The reason I bring that up is because Joshua here now is in a specific and important time with Israel. God had God with Moses, uh, uh, with Joshua, the great general, the great man of God. This great generation has now crossed the Jordan River. They went to Jericho. They defeated uh, Jericho. The walls came crumbling down. All right, God had defeated their armies. God had defeated the Moabites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Everyites. All right, that is out there. God had done some amazing work in this generation in Israel. And now Joshua is about to die. Just very reminiscent of Moses. Every time one of these great leaders dies, they give a great final speech. You remember Moses before he died, he said, I give you life or death. You choose. He says, I pray you choose life. Right, And now uh, Joshua is giving his farewell message in, in, in Joshua chapter uh, 24. And he says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Why is Joshua giving this farewell speech about serving the Lord? There's something about when God has given us success. There's something about when we are, uh, 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 we've done a great, uh, a great work and now we're in a season where we're kind of cruising. That we kind of get a little bit relaxed, don't we? And so Joshua knows the human condition. Joshua was with these people. Remember when he was one of the 12 spies that was sent out, and he was the one of the ones that gave a good report, and the rest gave a bad report. He was on the mountain with Moses when they came down. Remember, Moses says, what do I hear, the sound of war? No, they made a calf idol in the image of, of a, 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 an idol, a god, right? He's seen how people uh, act, how they're so prone to going away from the Lord. And he says now he knows in his heart, and he already assumes in his heart that they're already serving other gods. 
I have a message for you today because I believe with all my heart you are a chosen people, that you are a called out people, that you know that deep down inside you, you might have chosen God, but God is deep down inside you know it. He has chosen you out of darkness into the kingdom of light, that you are not, there's nothing in this world that is here for you, but the kingdom of God where there's so much more fulfillment for you, an everlasting peace, an everlasting hope. Come on, somebody. Inheritance so great in Jesus Christ that nothing in this world could fit that hole inside of you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Come on, you know that. And as I've been studying Joshua, it's so rich. You know, God, God, Joshua inherited the promised land. You know, I'm starting to think that Jesus, Jesus is our inheritance. More than even just heaven. Go get this in your heart right now. Jesus is your inheritance. Why? Because I don't know about you. I know there's, so to speak, streets made of gold. I know there's going to be angels playing harps. But I don't know about you. I just want to see Jesus. I want to see the one who's forgiven me, who's graced me, who's picked me up every time I've failed in my life, who's always, who always told me I, I'm good enough when I've been telling myself I'm not good enough, who's always thought of me worthy. I want to meet God, Jesus Christ, who, who was there with the lepers. I want to meet Jesus who walked on the water. I want to meet Jesus who chose Peter. Come on, somebody. That's what heaven is about. Your inheritance is Jesus Christ and not just material blessings and answer to prayers. Jesus, explore him, walk in him, and inherit him in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Explore him. Just choose. And I believe today that as I would be, I've been praying a lot over the fasting and, and prayer time and, and just kind of isolating. I chose a great prayer closet called Pudding Stone Park. It's just amazing, all right? And how many know where Pudding Stone is? Don't go there because I'll be there, all right? No. <laughs> um, and I really do believe somehow there are no accidents in God. And COVID-19 is no act. God did not say, oh, my gosh, where did this come from? I believe that God is shaking up the church and getting rid of what doesn't need to be in the church because I do see and foresee a God pouring out his spirit and God doing something new in a new day and a new time. Come on, somebody. Because the world needs the church. The world needs Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Come on, someone. You out there. So today, just choose. Say, just choose. Just choose. Uh, what does it mean serving? Let's serve, define serve. What does it mean serving? Joshua is talking about the word. Actually, the word for serve means avad, avad, which has multiple meanings. It means till. It means uh, toil. It means to accomplish. It means to worship, work, to go into service for. I think all the time as uh, American Christians, when we think of the idea of serving, we just think of the action of doing something, right? Uh, but but it also has connotations of worship. And how many of you know that worship humans humans Humanity is prone to worship something. You may not call it worship, but it is kind of uh, idolizing in a way. How, I've seen some crazy Niner, uh, Niner fans. I've seen some crazy Raider fans. Come on, somebody, all right? Uh, my dad had a Raider shrine. I'm like, Dad, do you worship Jesus or not? All right? He had a, he, he, right now, to this very day, my dad is in a casket with a Charles Woodson jersey, all right? The guy loved the Raiders, all right? Uh, uh, humanity is prone to worship. Humanity is prone to idolizing. What is the first two commandments? Worship your God alone and no other. The second one is don't form anything in the image of an idol in the heaven above or the earth below or the sea below. But we do form those things, right? But we're, we're prone to worship. Just take an anthropology class. Humanity has always worshipped something. And I think to get underneath this culture... 
to really understand what it means to Joshua, there was, in society, it was polytheistic. There were many gods. Egypt had many gods, moon god, river god, star god, hill god, all right, plain god. But God says, I am the one and only true God. He, he never, that's why God reveals himself in different ways. Fire, clouds, parting the water. He never, he doesn't want his people to worship the creation. He wants them to worship the creator. And see, watch this. He tells them, uh, uh, he, he, or let me just go. Uh, he says, choose for this day whom you will serve. Can I ask you a question deep down and honest? Who do you serve? Who do you serve? Starbucks? I have to throw that one down. All right. Who do you serve? Football? Who do you serve? Netflix? Who do you serve? The Bible says, choose this day whom you will serve. And let me tell you, God wants to do a great new thing in your life. Uh, I have to be honest with you a little bit. Uh, um, uh, uh, God talks about, uh, which is an amazing reference. He says, now fear the Lord and give him, uh, uh, serve him with all faithfulness. Watch this now. Watch this. He says, throw away the gods of your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River, not the Jordan River. Wow, what is he referring to? If you know your Bible, he's actually referring to, God is speaking to Joshua and he's referring to Terah. You know who Terah is? Terah is the father of Abraham. What did they do? They made idols for a living. What did God have to do to Abraham? He said, Abraham, uh, go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. But what does he tell him? He says, leave your country, leave your father's household, leave these people behind. I have another path for you. Jesus Christ is still doing that to this very day. He's saying, choose me. I know life. I created life. I know what's best for you and you don't. Choose me and I promise you, you'll be fulfilled and satisfied. If you fall down, get back up. We go again. Come on, somebody. That's called grace. Do you, I got to tell someone this. Do you know that I used to think, you know what, God, if I choose you, I'm going to fail you. I'm going to let you down. I'll let myself down, God. I'm going to let you down. But this is the love of God through Jesus Christ. Michael, I love you so much. All your sins are going to be covered. Past present and future. I didn't choose you because you were perfect. I didn't choose you because you were one day going to have it all together, but I chose you because I know your potential and in me you're going to grow up and in me you're going to mature and 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 grow up in me and those things that you're struggling with one day they won't be a struggle because you will love me so much that you'll leave those things just like Abraham. Come on somebody. Isn't that good? Right? So, so I believe with my whole soul, God has called me in this ministry to be a church in progress, not perfect people, not perfect people. In fact, I almost did not start the church because I could not stand the Christians who thought they were perfect because I know where I come from and Jesus is still working on my life. Come on, somebody. I'm still being molded into uh, the image of Jesus Christ. And watch this. Why serve other images when we are made in the image of God? It's counterfeit, and everything the devil does is counterfeit and not creative. All right, so so watch this. He he call, he brings Joshua brings up a reference, and he goes over history. He says, "Now fear the Lord and serve Him." He's he's basically saying, "This is why you should serve the Lord, church." And he brings up a history of he brought you through the Red Sea, he delivered you from your enemies. You know, we serve uh, uh, not to be saved. We serve because we are saved, right? 
And watch this. God has delivered us, and therefore we ought to serve him with joy. I love one scripture in the Psalms says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God rather than dwell out there with them. Come on, somebody, right? Give a clap for our greeters. Come on, they do a great job. (laughs) But I have to be honest with you. He says, throw away your gods that are among you and around you. You know, I do believe that sex can be a god. I do believe that heroin can be a god. Pills can be a god. I do believe uh, 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 that addiction can be a god. And I have to be honest with you, growing up, this is where the Lord rescued me. Somebody's prayed for me at, as a young boy because God got a hold of me. But I remember at seven years, years old, I would find my dad's drugs and I would take them and I would throw them in the toilet. I would literally, the Bible in Hebrew means to throw, it means to throw away, it means to remove, it means to pull off, to lift up, uh, to push away. I remember I find my dad's drug and I said, why do you do this? He would melt. See, the thing about leisure and, and, and experiencing new things, it might be fun in the beginning, but a year later, it's enslaved you. And now you're chained to it. I watched my father go through this and my mother go through this, all right? I would throw away his drugs, all right? I would see him uh, uh, overdose, and I had, I had myself try to resuscitate my own father who was drugged, overdosed on heroin. I have seen what these gods will do to you, and what Joshua is saying, serve the Lord and choose him. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. These are not the gods who delivered you. Heroin is not delivering you. Sex is not delivering you or addiction to it is not delivering you. The world is not delivering you. I have delivered you. That's why God is jealous about you because he has delivered us. Come on, somebody. I remember, and I don't my story, but I remember my dad struggled. And here I was 15 years old. Someone gave me my first hit of drugs. And I felt like a failure because I was serving the gods of my ancestors. And I knew with all my soul that that was not the path that God had want for me. And I've seen the utter destruction that it causes people. I've seen neighborhoods. I just drove the other day in West Covina and Covina where we grew up. in Probably the poorest na- uh, neighborhoods in West Covina and Covina. I mean, I've seen neighbor. Have you not seen neighborhoods of what these gods do, so to speak, to the neighborhoods alone? Joshua says, throw away these gods. And watch this. Maybe it's for you. It's not her- drugs. Maybe it's not addiction. But maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's complacency. Maybe, maybe, and I believe and I suspect in this generation or this time frame, we've got very complacent. And let me tell you, God, God wants to do great things with you and through this church. And we're not going to do it alone. And we're not going to do it complacent. Come on, somebody. We're going to do it with passion. All right. These gods do not set you free. They, uh, God is the one who has delivered us. Those gods enslave us. Amen. So what, so, so, and you know what the definition of an idol is? An idol is anything that takes the first place of God. Jesus says where your heart, your treasure is, is where your heart is. Their heart will be also. What in your life, in your, don't, don't say it out loud, don't raise your hand. What in your heart is taking first place? It could be money. I had a conversation with someone the other day about money. We just want to make money and money and money and money. Well, what's money going to do for you in the end? It might buy you temporary pleasure or happiness, but not 
ultimate fulfillment. See, God says, I want to be the first place. And watch this. God don't ever want to be second place. Second place to God is last place. But I believe in a church that we have and believe in a people that we're going to put God first no matter what, no matter what. And I love Joshua's attitude. He says this. He says, I don't know what you're going to choose, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we do see how God uses that little remnant to make a very deep impact in the lives of the, of the people around. Come on, someone, you out there. All right. But this is similar. Watch this. Look at Jesus. Let's, let's bring it to Jesus. I said every great uh, leader in Israel had made a speech, a farewell speech. Moses gave a speech. Joshua gave a speech. You know who also gives a famous farewell speech? Jesus Christ does. Look what he says in John chapter 14 and 15. Actually, 13, probably through 15 and 16. He has the pa- Passover meal, the Last Supper. And this is what he says. Watch this. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, keeps them is the one who loves me. John 14, 23 says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. John 15, verse 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed. You say appointed. Appointed you so that you might go and bear much fruit, fruit that will last. Check out, uh, 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 oh, I don't have it on the screen. Do I have it on the screen? Ephesians, Monet? Do I have Ephesians up there? I may or may not have it, but watch this. No, I don't have it. Basically, Ephesians talks about, watch this, that God chose you before the very foundations of the world. Watch this. Before God ever said, boom, it's there. Before God ever laid out the earth itself, he knew your name. And he purposed you and he graced you in advance for good works for you to do. That means, watch it, that's full of purpose and intentionality that you, are, uh, that you are created in God's image to do great and wonderful things. Watch this. At 27 years old, I've had the audacity to believe that God had chose me and that he had a purpose for me. And that I, like Abraham, don't need to go serve the gods of, of my father, so to speak. But I can go make a difference. How many of you believe that you can make a difference in the name of Jesus? Come on, somebody. God has called you not to sit on the couch, be a couch potato Christian, to, uh, 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 to just let procrastination take its place. God has chosen you for a purpose. And I believe in a church that is already making a difference in this city. The, uh, the CCC just asked us to lead worship, which has been amazing. We got a phone call from uh, uh, me and a few brothers. We're at the Pasadena police because they said, hey, man, we're, our, our community is totally Latino. We don't see representation in our police department of Latinos. We want the church to help us make a difference in that. Isn't that amazing? So I believe in a church that puts God first. What area in your life is taking the seat of God's place? And here's the thing. Jesus is, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus is never going to kick down your door. He's in love with you. And he cares about you. And he knows how to handle you. I believe that, that, that it's by his gracious love. It is by grace through faith that we are saved. Lest no man can boast. Come on, someone. You out there. I would love for everybody to put their head down right now and eyes closed just for a second. I want to pray for a group of people. I actually want to pray for all of us. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this beautiful, amazing group of people. I thank you, Lord, for this church and what you've done. And Lord, I pray, Father, for your grace to overwhelm your people because you are so in love with them that you know their thoughts and you perceive them afar, that you knit them together in their mother's womb. The Bible says, Lord, that you think of us more than the sand on the seashore. 
God, that you love us so much that you gave your one and only son, your precious son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place. He paid the fine to give us freedom. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that this church would be absolutely passionate to serve you in your church and in, and in the world, God, making a difference, whether it's a smile, whether it's a prayer, whether it's, whether it's just being there to listen to somebody. Father, we are so grateful for what you're doing. And we know, God, that you purpose people to do wonderful things, to explore their gift, to discover their gift, and not only to discover it, to use it to make a great impact on lives. Father, if we're addicted to something, it doesn't have to be drugs or it can be just spending money. It could be addiction to, to, to shopping. It could be an idol, whatever it is. Father, we pray, give us a picture of how much you love us, that we would run after you more than what we're tied down to. And like Joshua, that we would throw away these things that are among us. And as far as the culture, as, uh, as, as uh, secular as it is, as pluralistic as it is, we take the stance of Joshua as for us and our church, we will serve the Lord. You make whatever choice you want to make world or people. But as for us, we are going to prioritize the living God. And we know that choosing you, God, has a bounty of benefits like life and joy and peace and abundance of love and unconditional love and forgiveness of sins. And we do know, Lord, that when the people that don't choose you, there are ramifications for that choice, God. There is sin. There is darkness. There is entrapment. There is bondage. So we pray, Father, that you continue to light the way as our people choose you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. I also want to do this one thing. I want to plug in this. We are actually going to be starting something new in February. We are relaunching our mission and our vision and our values as a church. As God has spoken to me for the last 21 days, we are getting ready to grow and to continue to pour out the word of God so that I believe we've already seen this auditorium filled, just to be honest with you. And people are watching online. We believe that one day, even this year, maybe we'll go to services. Why? Not because of our name, not because of the name of the on the band, but because God loves people, and that's our mission here. We know that people who are alcoholics are going to come sit in these seats and get saved. We know people whose families are broken are going to come here and get saved and choose the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's my thing to you. I want you to choose that with us. Participate in what God is doing in this church. And maybe you can't do everything, but you can do something. Come on, let me say that again. Maybe you can't do everything, but you can do something. We're getting ready to have our Calling Kids uh, ministry again here in the classrooms. If you can help in production, maybe you can help uh, with hospitality, or maybe you can help being a greeter. Whatever it is, you can do something. You have value in your father's house, and you belong in your father's house, and you have an opportunity to serve in your father's house. Come on. Why? Because why? Watch this. I didn't get to it, but it was probably the most important point. Do you know that worship or, or serving? Let me say it here. I wrote it down. Serving has everything, everything to do with the condition of the heart. Because we serve what we are connected and emotionally attached to. Let me say that again. Serving has everything to do with the condition of the heart. 
Because we serve what we are connected and emotionally attached to. That's why I was saying some of us serve drugs. We don't want to, but we're enslaved to it because there's a connection there. How about let's, how about let's deepen our connection with the Lord Jesus Christ because he has delivered us. Where were you when God saved you? Where were you when God found you? Where were you when you were at your weakest moments and God said, you are my son and my daughter. You are worthy. That's not the life for you. Now get up and serve him. Come on, somebody, you out there. There's a place for you to serve in the Father's house. I don't know who's at the next step booth. Get a taco. Come sign up and join what God is doing here. Let me just share this with you. Your life, when you serve the Lord and his kingdom, not this world, this king, his kingdom, Watch this. Your life will be more than blessed. Why? I found my wife serving the Lord. My wife, my, uh, my God has given me a family. I've always wanted a family because I've, my life has been so broken, my family. God has given me a church. Some of the bestest friends I ever met in my life came through serving the Lord. You know what serving is? It's putting, other, it's putting God first and others second and me last. We live in a culture that puts self first, selfishness, self-centeredness. And the Bible says that's not the way you live. If we, Christianity at its essence means pick up your cross and follow him, follow me. What that means is self-denial, not self-interest all the time. Thank you. No. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? The world is self-interested. Sometimes, I, I, I don't know, I do selfies, but come on. Sometimes, you, know one of the, you know one of the signs of the last days? People will be lovers of themselves. And let me tell you, I know we always say it. We're in the end times. Every generation is the last generation, the end times, to be, so to speak. You never know the hour that Jesus Christ will come back. Why not be a church that is rapture ready, ready to go, that we're passionate. Come on, somebody, serving the Lord. You remember the story. I'll say this, and we'll end it. The story, remember Jesus gives a story about the land. The people were not ready when he came back. He found them not ready. How about Lord, the Lord find the calling church ready? Come on, somebody, you out there. So I want to see you serve. You can do something. You can do something, and we need you. See, some of our, our staff said, Michael, I don't think the church knows we need them <laughs> because we, we do a good job. I said, no, you're probably right. So here's my, here is my invitation. Come be a part of what God is doing. And I promise you, you may meet your wife. You may meet your husband. You, may, you might meet your family. Come on, somebody, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you. Thank you.